The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Speakers and cleats. The podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Sneakers and Cleats. Zach Hedrick subbing in for Matt Roy today. Don Harrison, Chuck McAtinick alongside. I know Zach uh, running yeah, the show. Uh, just subbing in. I, Chuck Freezy. <laughs> yes, we're in the ice box. You should it feel right cool. at home, Chuck. This is like the frozen tundra. But here's the deal, and I know we've discussed this at length before. If you start your day cold, you're gonna stay cold. And, oh, man, I started the day cold. And it's <laughs> We're not doing – look, we got Big Lou over here. Luis has a got a spark on. Yeah. L.L. Bean coat on. I mean, what in the world is going on here that we must dress like this to come to work? Come on, man. We're not working at Igloo. I would, I would guess that in this room, no exaggeration, it's 48 degrees. That might be a slight exaggeration. We're getting, I'm not well, willing no. to say that it's that, that Luis cold. Is, Luis, Luis is nodding in confirmation. Luis gave me a Louis? approval. <laughs> Louis, Louis, Louis. Yeah. Louis. So we're down there. Can I borrow your L.L. Bean coat? By the way. It keeps the equipment cool, though. When in Europe, anybody will be able to tell you're an American if you're wearing an L.L. Bean anything. That's what I was saying. It's a dead giveaway. It's like, huh? American? Yeah, how'd you know? L.L. Bean. I don't got have that any, more than one occasion. <laughs> I don't have any L.L. Bean. Okay. Well, it's fitting that we're kind of in the mid-60s for podcast episodes because we're in that neighborhood, at least temperature-wise here, probably lower than that. 65, uh, we always start with the number game. Wrote a few down here, uh, mostly offensive line. I know y'all talked about that on Tuesday. We're in the offensive line realm. Uh, some defensive guys too. Elvin Bethea. That's a good one. Former Houston Oiler, Hall of Famer. Nice. Right? Yeah. Tom Mack. So we're uh, an offensive lineman for the LA Rams. For the current generation, Lane Johnson. I, I know we're in Cowboys country, but I'm sure Cowboys fans love to hate on Lane Johnson, former Oklahoma Sooner, by the way, and Pro Bowler. So kind of. I think most Cowboy fans at least have to res- you have to respect the guys in the trenches, right? Oh yeah, even if he does play for the opposing team, those guys are. Always I think of the out. ones that you listed, Elvin Bethea is the best one. I figured you would because you, I know you're a big fan of the Houston Oilers uniforms, the powder blues. Yeah, and- yeah, and he's a legend. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. one of the great Oilers of all time. Top Another. Five. Another one that we had down, Framber Valdez, issued number 65 when he first broke in with the Houston Astros, of course, now wearing number 59. All right. but I did uh, not know that. There, weird, wild stuff. <laughs> wild, <laughs> wacky. Wacky stuff. <laughs> All right. Moving right along here, fellas. Um, big day for the Spurs because the team has one less teenager on the roster, technically, because yeah. Victor Wembanyama, big... 20. Big 2-0 today. Joyeux anniversaire. Very uh, nice. Yeah, a little French. Feliz bon anniversaire. Feliz cumpleaños. Feliz blah, Chuck, blah, blah. Chuck, do you have happy birthday in German? So then that way we can get all the romantic languages <sighs> covered? No. I'm trying to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you put me on the spot. I should know this. Uh, Geburtstag. That's what I said? That's yes. what we'll go. Yeah, we'll go with it. I was like, yeah, why is this not coming to me? I, and I wanted to go with Wynock, which is 
Christmas, but no, Geburtstag. Sounds right. So Victor Wimnyama turning 20 today, uh, quite a stretch as a teenager. Uh, Jordan Howenstein tweeted out a good stat today. Uh, he ranks fourth in points scored as a teenager, only trailing Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and Car- Carmelo Anthony. Thank you. Nice. Where's Kobe? Yeah. Because Kobe came in at 18. And so uh, Wimby just coming ahead of Luka Doncic. So, yeah, it's it's weird why how far Kobe is on that list. Not sure where he lands on that. Yeah. It's so. weird because I guess it shows you how little Kobe played his rookie year. Right. And those teams were stacked yeah. that yeah. Kobe was on, too. Mm-hmm. So he got to kind of ease his way in. Yeah. So he did play well, a That's an impressive list. So tonight, Spurs on national television playing the Milwaukee Bucks going against Giannis Antetokounmpo. A lot can be said, of course, about the start of the Spurs. But, guys, uh, do you, what's the outlook as they start to wade into the 2024 schedule? And really, I mean, yes, you can say that this team is making progress, but how much more can they make? Of course, it's been a tough stretch of the schedule playing really good teams lately. And it's only going to get worse. Seven of the next ten are on the road. They'll be beaten by 35 tonight. Uh, Trey Jones is going to start at point guard. And, you know, they continue to tinker with that. I mean, I think the Jeremy Sohan point guard experiments has been put to its rightful grave, thank goodness. <laughs> um, Trey does a really good job of looking for Wimby. They're finding him more. They're looking for him more. They're throwing it up alley-oops more that – just throw it up there, which is what we've all been screaming about from day one. You know, I, I don't think that it's out of the question that they might find something that works. Um, they've been more competitive lately in games. I mean, losing by eight, six instead of by 40 uh, some nights. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think they're going to win more than 20 games. I think I don't think they're going to find any magic solution with this roster. Uh, I think they're finding out now by process of elimination what's not going to work, and then maybe in the offseason they make some changes. Yeah, I mean, you say progress, but is there any progress? I mean, at what point do you just say, I'm not watching this? I mean, I think I've long since reached that point. I mean, it's just night after night. There are flashes, and I thought you had some interesting points today on Sports Weekly talking about that, you know, where you're – you're talking about the entire NBA where you play a 60-minute game and where you sure can find some great flashes and some highlight dunks and some you know alley-oops or three-pointers that are amazing in these 15, 20-second bursts. But what are you going to do the other 59 minutes and 10 seconds? You yeah, know what I mean? And so that's – I thought was app. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. It looks nothing like what I've been trained to look for. And what you've been trained to look for and what we've all seen living in this town for 30 years and how it's supposed to be done, I don't know. I, I really don't know how to answer the question because I just don't know how do we measure progress and if we lowered the bar that much. I mean, I thought this would be a better team. I would have bet cash that this was a better team than last year's team, and sadly they're not. Yeah. And as I said this morning, it's – it's not just the Spurs. I mean, they're bad, and they're the worst team in the league, or next to Detroit. But it's the whole league where mm-hmm. I think it goes to part of this generational thing of clips and clicks and 
you know, you saw Wimby's two alley-oops and Jaws dunk on Wimby, and everybody's like, oh, that must have been a great game. It was a dog game. Memphis was just as bad. And every single night in the NBA, if you eliminate the Bucks, Celtics, Warriors, Heat, Heat, Thunder maybe, about five or six teams, it's this AAU open gym run. And that's the devolving of the NBA. I was talking to Sean Elliott and Malik Rose about it last week. They are so beside themselves with like, like Pop would have never allowed us to get away with what he allows. And it, and they said, but at the same time, they didn't criticize Pop because they said, you can't coach these guys anymore the way we were coached because they go into a shell. They ask to be traded. They're so entitled. A lot of them have the the leverage to do whatever they want, go play wherever they want. And so those – remember Pop would start a game off and call timeout 30 seconds oh, yeah. in and just light somebody up? Right, ask Malik, right? He'd sit for – 30 days yeah. because he did something wrong. And you can't do that anymore because these guys whine and cry and quit. So it's uh, it's interesting. The whole league's going downhill in a hurry. Well, And to go back a little bit real quickly, I know Pop said after one of the games recently, it's it's looking like it's time to make some changes, you know, if, we, if he can't find any consistency. I guess Trey Jones starting at point guard is maybe one of those. We'll see how long that lasts and everything. But another comment made by another head coach, former Spurs, Steve Kerr, again around Christmas saying, we're legislating defense out of the league. I, I just was curious on y'all's thoughts on, what, on those comments. It's exactly what I was talking about. It's mm-hmm. like, because of that, this is what we have. Open gym run, mm-hmm. wide, crazy threes. Devin Vassell takes more insane contested threes than anybody I've ever seen. And it's it's maddening to watch. I'm with you. I mean, <laughs> it's like even watching a high school game, kids know what a good shot and a bad shot is, yeah. right? If you're open, shoot it. And if you're not, make the extra pass unless the shot clock's winding down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know where you'd go to start to clean some of this stuff up, but it's really, really, really hard on the eyes. Yeah. Sounds like we're all looking at they're going to be ending up around the 25-30 win mark by I, I season's even, end. I, I would not I even – I mean, it's – Okay. I say they get to 18. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how you I – mean, so I just can't believe be that this team, again, what, what the over-under was in Vegas, thinking, oh, man, if I was a betting man – there's no way I wouldn't take the over, right? I mean, it was, what twenty eight? It was something like that. It's yeah. like it was mid twenties, I think, at seasons at the yeah. season start. Yeah. And I said, go pick forty. I said, let's go with forty. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, they're not going to win twenty games. Yeah, I like you know, yeah, do anything with the roster. You know, I know plus minus is just a stat, but it is one that they measure. And you know, Trey Jones is the one night after night where the plus minus isn't. Half bad. Mm-hmm. He looks like he knows what the hell he's doing. 17 looks like he knows what the hell he's doing all the time. He's out tonight, by the way. So, I don't know. It's the two it's best, maddening. The two best passers on the team are Wimby and Zach Collins. And they're your big guys. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, good luck to the Spurs tonight on Wimby's birthday against the Bucks. Uh, you know, by maybe time people listen to this, they'll, they'll know the result. And uh, we'll be going, well, 
there it is again, you know, another big blowout loss. So moving uh, on to some football talk now this weekend, of course, uh, playoff games kind of begin this weekend. Uh, of course, the Cowboys can lock up the NFC East with a win against the Commanders. Uh, that one right here on Fox SA at, at mid-afternoon. Knowing what we know now, guys, I know earlier this week, y'all were talking about this game. It's it's right there in front of them. Uh, knowing what we know now, though, what's the confidence level of, of now these – this team getting a win on the road. Well, last year at this time, they went into Washington and got their rear ends handed to them. So all I know is this, Zach, they better win. Mm -hmm. If they know what's good for them, they better win because McCarthy's puts all of his eggs in one basket every single year, December football, yada, yada, yada. I get it. I, I'm, a, I'm in agreement with them. But they were 2-2, two and two, and, you know, if you don't get the two seed, then – you ain't going to be long for the playoffs. You know, you might be able to win one game on the road. You're not going to be able to win multiple games on the road. At least I don't think they're going to be able to. There's nothing over the last month that says that them not having home field is going to dictate them going to the Super Bowl. They look like they're a really good team, but there's a lot of really good teams in the NFC. And they got to, they got to win. They got to win convincingly, I think. And then they better hope the 49ers lose. But the bottom line is, if they get to the postseason with the two seed, they've only got to win a road playoff game and not multiple ones. Mm -hmm. Anything can happen in one game, especially when somebody's had your number like the 49ers had. I mean, you, you got to believe that at some point the pendulum's going to swing back the other way. But having said that, if they somehow find a way to blow a game where they're a two-touchdown favorite on the road where, by the way, they are the worst team in the NFC that's already punched its ticket to the playoffs on the road. If they find a way to blow this game on the road, then, you know, I won't say about writing them off, but I know, I'm getting worked up. Just think about it. Go there, <laughs> handle your business, play like you're capable of playing, and then get yourself a couple of home games in the postseason. They're going to win. They're going to beat Washington. But I still don't have confidence in them past the second round, even with home home field in the second round against the Lions, the way that they've looked against Buffalo, Miami, and Detroit mm -hmm. um, in the last three weeks. Uh, could they lay an egg in Washington? I guess. But Washington's so bad, I think this is a gimme. If Chuck's, if Chuck's like, if they've – yeah, if they lose to Washington, then – then there's a good chance they can lose in the first round on the road. And Washington, I mean, if Washington can help themselves out with a loss, they could conceivably grab the number two pick in the draft coming up. So it there's kind of no, behooves there's them. No reason for them to try to win. Yeah, I mean, it's the, a, I know all the talk with yeah. McCarthy and, and Chuck. You and I have talked about this. It's like, what better way for the Commanders to go out by just playing spoiler? And we saw what happened in Washington last season in the last week right. of the regular season where the Cowboys just look hapless. And the Cowboys, you know, to their credit and to McCarthy's credit, because I know that this is a point of emphasis every year, division, 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 division. They're plus 122 inside their division. That's the highest ratio other than one other team in the last 23 years. They've really handled their business inside the division Please just handle they your will. business again this weekend. <laughs> For the love of God, handle your business. Yep. Well, we'll see what happens Sunday mid-afternoon. Should be uh, and it's an interesting watch. See if they can, you know, put it all together on the road and you know, kind of build some momentum. Right. Which you know, it's it's kind of been up and down a little bit these past few weeks. 
So close games, gritty games, messy games, but that's kind of what you expect going into the postseason. Right. Now, I think it just emphasizes again for them home field mm-hmm. because the Detroit game, do we think they win that game if it's not at home? No. The Miami game on the road, do they win that game if it's at AT&T? Maybe. Probably. Yeah. Got a better shot. Stay yeah. at home if you can, Cowboys, because, you know, other teams, you know, you'd like the Texans' chances on in a road game. Not the Cowboys. Get your rear ends back it's at the great house. for our travel budget. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, and you mentioned the Texans, Chuck. The Texans and Cowboys share something similar. They're not very good on the road this season. Great at home, but on the road, it's it's lacking a little bit. Of course, for the Texans, win and in. It's very simple. Uh, last time, they're going up against the Colts. Of course, this is a Saturday night game. Uh, last time these two got together was back in September. Colts won 31-20. Of course, vastly different teams now. Uh, what are you looking for? What are y'all both looking for in this game uh, for the Texans? I, I said this earlier this morning. I believe in the Texans. I believe in C.J. Stroud, and I believe in all the adversity they've been through with all their injuries from the beginning of the year with the offensive line till this latest uh, late middle part of the season where they lost Will Anderson, Nico, uh, Tank, Tank Dell. CJ for two games. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love the culture that that uh, D'Amico's built. I think they believe. I'm. I don't see this as one of those road games. You know that you're playing out in the cold in December. They're they're in a dome just like they play in at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I like them, and I I think I th- I think they win this game on the road and get in the playoffs just because. Their mental toughness all season long to go from the second worst record in the league to even having a chance is coach of the year material for me, for him. Yeah. I'd I agree mean, with you. It's the two best quarterbacks in the league this year, touchdown passes to interception ratio. Number one, CJ Stroud, number two, Dak Prescott. So we got both of the good ones right here in the Lone Star State. They're tough, they're gritty. They're probably young and dumb enough in most places to think that they can go in and pull something like this off. You know, I heard C.J. Stroud talking earlier this week. He got the sense even during OTAs and mini camps that it's like, hey, regardless of what the history of this franchise is the last four years, we didn't have anything to do with it. All of us have been winners. We've won mostly. We get the sense that we can win. They bring in a guy like Jimmy Ward, you know, kind of the elder statesman that's been to a lot of big ball games with the 49ers. They've got other players of that ilk. I just like the mix overall, and I just really like the fact that C.J. Stroud isn't going to make the big mistake. And even in that first game against the Colts in Week 2, he damn near threw for 400 yards in that game, and that was kind of his coming out party. uh It was like, who is this guy coming out in Week 2 slinging it around the ballpark? So I think he's way more mature now. I think he would – he even went through a couple of instances where he saw something in week two that he didn't or that he did do differently later in the season. So, you know, it's going to be tough because it is on the road, but both these teams kind of mirror each other in a lot of ways with their youth and kind Mm -hmm. of the rebuild on the fly. But I'm I'm going to go with the Texans too. I love that kid from Florida too, that quarterback Mm -hmm. for the the Colts. Oh, yeah, Anthony Richardson there. Yeah, Yeah. I like Mm -hmm. him. Uh, so that, that'll be interesting. And of course, Texans take care of business and then they can sit back and relax and see what Jacksonville does. If Jacksonville loses, how about this for first year, you know, he'll, they'll win the AFC South, which, you know, 
you know, then you get a home playoff game at, at you know, at least for the Texans. Yeah, so. And you'd have to think that Tennessee would bounce back given how badly the Texans whipped them last mm-hmm. week. So yeah, anything could happen. And that's just the national football league. It's like McCarthy was kind of beating his chest this week. It's like, <laughs> told you what 11 wins can do. Here we are right where we kind of want to be. I mean, two seeds, not bad. If you can get that at the end of the day, no doubt. Well, um, that'll, I think just, just about wrap it up. A couple more things. I know y'all already discussed it on Tuesday, uh, but looking ahead to next Monday night, uh, Texans or Texas Longhorns, excuse me, coming up just short. We have Michigan and Washington. We saw Washington last year down here in the Alamo Bowl. Have y'all's picks changed in the Natty game since Tuesday? Is it? I think He's you were got, you were going Washington. You were yeah. going Michigan. Is that right? Yeah. I'm sticking so with sticking it. sticking How about, with those. You going to be the tiebreaker? Who who are you going with? You know, Zachary. So that's it. It's really it's so they're close teams, but then at the same time, it's just like. Michigan, I don't think has seen a, a, a passer like Michael Penix, but Michigan's defense, man, they they put the clamps down against Bama in the fourth. So, I think if Penix can have a career day like he did against Texas, where he's just dropping dimes all over the place, I, I would look at Washington. But I think Michigan, with how things are looking for Harbaugh, I think Michigan gets it done. So I'll I'll, I'll pull the game. trigger on Michigan. Contrast of style is going to make it very fun. Mm-hmm. I think so as well. And I hate then, you. <laughs> I can't. Back and then, that of up. course, uh, a big game for y'all Saturday, a uh, fun day of of prep football down yeah. at the dome. You got the All American Bowl preceding the San Antonio Sports All Star Game, which I know you guys are excited to call. Uh, give us a little preview there for Saturday. And it's always a fun time to see the best against the best in a relaxed setting. We have fun on the broadcast because you know the coaches let us. Uh, Sneak into the huddle, yeah. Listen to their play calls, and you're seeing all these kids just doing it one last time, and getting to see some of the best, uh, the best around. Um, Elijah Walton, our defensive player of the year from from uh, Harlan, Harlan, who's going to Army, Army is mm-hmm. going to be in that one. I'm looking forward to seeing this Paul Mankey Jr. I didn't, I was sleeping on him a little bit. This kid from Clemens was a four star with offers from Notre Dame, Washington, Wisconsin. And on and on and on and on. And he's going to Washington. Yeah. And uh, I, I just want to see him one more time. I think we've seen him when we were doing TNL, but he plays on the defensive side of the ball and wasn't like popped off the tape for us in the game we had. But I'm anxious to see him, how he compares with the other guys who are not power five guys. And then Brennan Carroll and. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Jackson Gutierrez play in person yet. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. Too. Yeah, quarterbacks. I mean, I'm trying to decide which quarterbacks to keep this year. I mean, it was the hardest thing I think <laughs> I know I've ever had to see and go through in terms of trying to vet the roster. And you know, just so many great players. Don mentioned a few of them. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing the Gill kid from Madison, you know, play quarterback. He's not the biggest guy on the planet, but he sure is electric he's, back he's there a, and he's hard. A tough he's like kid. a like yeah. a water bug, you know, yeah. skipping through the water. One of my personal favorites, Josiah Ali from Roosevelt. So the list goes on and on. Always a fun time indeed. Be sure to check out these guys along with Matt Roy, who will be roaming the sidelines, getting in on all the sideline interviews and the coaches' huddles and everything. That's going to be happening after the All-American Bowl down at the Dome Saturday evening. Should be starting around 5 o'clock. 
that that all American Bowl usually doesn't run pretty long. Y'all are pretty good at starting at, at five o'clock, right? You know? <laughs> yep. Wind the clock. <laughs> there we go. Keep the running clock. That's just going to about wrap it up for us. This uh, special guest host, uh, hopefully, didn't mess it up too bad, nice Matt. Job, so, Matt, please come back and you run a well-oiled machine and tight and ship. Bring on a this. heater. Yeah, we need yeah. that as well. So, yeah. everybody, enjoy the games this weekend. Fun playoff football. Enjoy the natty on Monday. That's going to wrap it up for us be sure to download sneakers and cleats wherever you get your podcast that's apple spotify what are some of the others i don't even know oh yeah like me and chuck do yeah <laughs> what's we're all what's the kids apple? downloading these days Where did you get your apple yeah now i just send me the link and i'll there we go pass it along. it's on the website as well so that that's too. a good place to listen to it also so until next time everybody enjoy the games this weekend we will catch you next time